0: I was one of those people, by the way, uh, where I was like, all right, I've done what I'm supposed to do. I got became a cardiologist. I'm earning a good income. I was taking care of my family. I was present with my kids, but I just had this longing for something more. And I wanted to experience a higher, better version of myself, better version of my life. I felt like I was not playing full out. I was only giving half myself to the world. What is it? Why, why do we get into this quandary in the first place dr garrett
1: love to say, so i think the three biggest most consistent mistakes that i tend to see people make on their desire to be successful happy fulfilled is and i use the metaphor of rowing a boat so i think the, the very the first mistake is that they don't have a consistent sense of direction right there's not a clear sense of where their life is heading that has a cohesive element to it right so it might be that in their career they're going in a certain direction and it might even be within that career right they're constantly shifting you know trying on the, the new shiny thing and, and it might not have a clear sense of purpose, but their family life or their personal health right, might be going in a completely different direction. There's no consistent sense of where they're going. If you ever row in a boat and you're rowing with you know, one arm in one direction and then going in the opposite the other, you, know, you might know that it has you spinning around in circles. So you feel like you're putting in a ton of effort, but you don't feel like you're really getting that much traction, right? There's kind of almost that hamster on the wheel. It's like, I keep running and running, but why do I feel like I'm not getting further? Why am I not experiencing more of the happiness and fulfillment that I want? I think your core values is a fantastic way to resolve that issue when all of a sudden, when you really drill down, right? And I've, I've worked with a lot of organizations and individuals and I've seen sometimes they've come in like, oh, we paid a consultant a bunch of money to come in and help us with our core values. But then they'll have a list of like 25 core values. That is way too many, right? You should really narrow it down to ideally yeah. somewhere between three and six. And so, and, and those core values, if you're the leader, if you're the CEO, if you're the person that's guiding, you need to be able to personalize, like to internalize that those values need to be consistent, not just for your business, but that's who you are in life in general.
0: Yes. And you're taking people away from fragmentation. And like you mentioned, compartmentalization into alignment. And it's really that alignment, which allows someone to reveal their true, authentic inner self. You use the word true north, which I love. And you, your framework is called the true north blueprint. But it was interesting just as a side note for the folk. I I, I was told true North and magnetic North are different. Tell me more about that.
1: As a quick side note, my mom recently was like, I love your content. My friends love what you have to speak about. They watch, you know, some of the things that you're on. She's like, but I was trying to tell them what you specialize in. So I was trying to explain identity and authenticity. And at a certain point, I'm like, oh, this is way too much for my mom. So then I really drilled down. I said, I help people find their true north. And it was just such a simple way of describing. And it was after that that I went and I actually looked up true north and realized that true north is a physical location, right? It remains constant, same, it never changes. Magnetic north with a compass is constantly reading the electromagnetic field of the environment. So it's always shifting slightly now. Certainly, is it reliable? Yeah but true north and magnetic north, I think the last time that they actually aligned was like 10, 15 years ago or something like that. And before that, it was like a hundred years.
0: Andy, I, one of the things I like to use with my coaching clients is this, stop looking at the window and stop looking in the mirror, right? And so when we're looking out the window, we're comparing, we're we're seeing yep. what, what the world is giving us. And we're, re, like you said, reacting, we are uh, parroting, we're mimicking, we are making sure we play within society's rules yep. versus having a hard look at that mirror When we we may not like what we see, we may like what we see, but it's us and learning to I think the two things that are lacking that are eventually create most human misery is the fact that we're not enough or and we don't feel loved. You know, I'm an armchair psychologist. You're a true psychologist. But (laughs) is, is there any wisdom to some of that?
1: Oh, there's, yeah, great wisdom, right? I think there's just a deep needing. I think that life is kind of this ideally an evolution towards becoming more loving, right? I think it's a pursuit of truth and and moving towards kind of this embodiment of love. But we do it in our own unique way, right? Like how that comes through me is unique versus how it comes through you, right? You have a unique set of life experiences. Your values are unique to you because because of those life experiences, Um, you know, your, your strengths and your character. And that's what's beautiful, right? When I think you start to really look in the mirror and you're able to start to give very specific language to what matters to you, to what motivates you, right? What gets you excited or your purpose and passion come from. Like those things are so unique to who you are that the world really needs us operating in that place, right? If we're all operating out of that authentic uniqueness and out of that true north, all of a sudden, right, we start elevating the people around us. It's it's amazing what that does.
0: Your program is called True North. It's a personal growth course. Is it automated? Is it, is it coaching? What is it? And and how can my uh, listeners and audience be part of it?
1: Yeah, we we do bring cohorts sometimes through it. So we'll do a, a launch and get a group to go through it. Um, we just. Uh, are getting ready to launch here in about another month and a half. We're kind of finalizing. Um, We have people who go through it just one-on-one with me. Uh, And then we do have a a DIY uh, that people can go through. We've, We've had a lot of masterminds where people come through and we've got a specific kind of uh, modified version of the course that we have masterminds go through. That has been incredible taking pe- people from a place of uncertainty to a place of radical clarity, where all of a sudden they're making really confident decisions. So, um, so yeah, there's a, a few ways to be able to go through the course and the content,
0: how can people find out more about you and, and your mission and, and, and your products and everything you're doing, man, I, I want them so, to be part of your environment and ecosystem. It's amazing what you're doing. Cause I truly believe identity is is sort of that that critical tool that if you master this one aspect of your psychology and your inner identity, your inner engineering, if you will, you're gonna launch.
1: My website is the best place for them to, to go. Um, that's for ag-thrive.
0: Uh, AG, I, ag-thrive.com. Um, your program's called True North. What's your uh what's your what's the impact you want to have on the world? And what's your last piece of phenomenal advice for all those people ooh, listening?
1: Ooh, love that. So I've got a, a one-sentence purpose statement. It's actually one of the exercises in the course. I want to help as many people as I possibly can to discover their authentic identity, purpose, and community from the inside out. And that's true of in my family, my friends, the work I do. I, I'm deeply passionate about that. The last piece of advice, your your identity is just built around these kind of core beliefs you have about who you are. Your reputation is kind of who, who the world knows you to be. Your identity is what you actually believe about yourself. And we develop confirmation Ooh, bias. I love that. Right. So when we start to believe that inherently I'm not worthy of this, I'm not good at relationships, you know, w- we look for evidence to support that belief and we delete evidence that's inconsistent with it. So it's unconsciously moving us towards these outcomes. You can change all of that. And it's easier than people realize when you, you have a, a good framework for how to do that.